We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. to pod mavericks live reaction show to the nba draft lottery uh it seems that i can't even spell my own header correctly so i'm going to switch to something else this is kirk henderson joined tonight at least to start with with xavier santos how you doing my guy it's great doesn't seem like he can hear me just top-notch internet top-notch quality show uh great way to to start this entire process um you know we're just kind of hanging out here for a little bit before the nba draft starts xavier can you hear us <laughs> this is really just it's it's foreboding uh he, he's he's working off a a uh, internet connection which means he might not have the uh the juice uh to, for a live stream but we will figure it out cody says i thought josh bow was dripped out for a minute that is a one of one uh, one of one com comment, big fan of that. So we're, we're here and, you know, I am uh, unbelievably nervous and I don't know why, because, you know, if you look at kind of what's going on for the next, you know, 25 minutes, we just, we don't really have a lot of faith or we don't really have a lot of say in the, the situation. We don't have a lot of, um, we don't have great odds, but to, to go over those, I did want to, you know, start out doing this. Wow, we already have 100 people. While you're in here, guys, if you are uh, new to the show, if you could go ahead and smash that like button and potentially the subscribe, that would make me big fans of you. Uh, I'm going to hop on over here to um, the lottery odds, and we can talk about those while I wait to see if anybody from the Mavs Moneyball staff will be willing to join. We only have 20 people on staff. We'll see if there's there's somebody there that wants to talk to us. So just to kind of go over the math real quick, essentially it boils down to this. And I've, I've talked to a lot of people the last several days who don't really seem to get 
what the lottery is in a nutshell. The lottery is to figure out who in the order of the top four. And then after that, it goes sequentially based on or uh, based on on record. So the Mavericks right now are slotted to dress. Uh, they have the 10th best odds. So the most likely thing that's going to happen to them, they have a 65.9% chance of staying in the 10th spot overall. They can also fall back to 11. There is a 19% chance of that happening. And then there is a 1.2% chance of them falling back to 12, meaning somebody else, two teams from behind would have to jump the Dallas Mavericks for them to fall back that far. So like, like I said a second ago, there's a 65.9% chance they stay in 10. Then there's also a total of a 13.9% chance that they are in the top uh, four. Uh, with a increasing, or I'm sorry, decreasing likelihood for each pick. They have a, a 4% chance at four, 3.6% chance at three, 3.3% chance at two, and a 3% chance at one. All right, so I see my guy Josh has joined us. Josh, what's going on, man? Hey, how's it going? It's good. We have Xavier in here for a second, but he said he had an internet outage, and as the show went live, it kicked him out. He and I talked <laughs> for like five solid minutes before the show started. Just fantastic content probably because it eats up bandwidth on these sorts of things you know it's like it works like this right up until you uh until you have an opportunity to um to go live and then it eats just a little more bandwidth than you would have expected uh, damn, so how so you doing I damn i can't yell at xavier about his deandre eight intake he dropped in slack just a couple minutes ago he's trying to and i think we i think we ought to discuss that in the meantime uh let me ask you a question are you at all near a television for this well, thing uh I, there's technically one behind me but it's not on but mm -hmm. i've got my second monitor out here i'm i'm on, I'm on a desktop so i've sure. got the lottery on on my second monitor right next to me because you have, yeah you have better uh if anybody wants to know about my tv circumstances i can tell you i employ a not uh it's a fantastic service but not the most accurate for the <laughs> live stuff so i didn't even want to try it all right also i see hanging down there in the in the the stream is our uh, contributor Brent Brooks. Brooks, I'm going to invite him in here. We're going to invite Xavier too if he's able to figure this out. We're just going to have a party right up until the the lottery starts, and then we can collectively panic together. Uh, if you are new to the stream, please go ahead and hit that subscribe button, hit that like button as well. That sort of thing is very helpful to me. Uh, all right, Brent, how you doing? Xavier, hey, how are you doing? Oops. Welcome to the fork in the road. Fork in the road. Talk to me about it. Well, it just seems like a defining moment for the franchise that uh, none of us would have expected a year ago, right? I mean, That's to right. be sitting here on pins and needles going, are we going to keep a pick? I mean, everybody's talking about top four. I just don't want bottom four. That's the scary part. Sure, sure. Well, I also see uh, uh, who wants to join in. Our occasional contributor, Clint Carroll, who is the voice of hope. He's not. He's he's. I'm, Clint is probably panicked right now that we're going to fall out of the draft clint how are you i'm not panicked i'm, I'm confident we're going to fall out of the draft i'm just <laughs> ready to accept it yeah if y'all think if y'all aren't familiar if y'all think me and kirk are uh the mavericks curmudgeons you guys should if you guys could only see our slack uh <laughs> in a given day during, yeah with from clint he is he is our mavericks grim reaper and we love him for it thank you Thank you. I'm sorry I'm not in a fancy uh, chair in like an office like you guys. My kids <laughs> took over what used to be my office. So I'm having to broadcast, uh, you know, like I'm bedridden, which I will no, be no, once this, this is, drawing is over. 
this is what streaming is. It's like so like during the season, my wife started kicking me downstairs. So I would I had to find a place that didn't have like family photos in the background. And so for the last like 10 games of the season, I streamed in front of some shutters. It was uh it was pretty it was pretty bad. Uh but now I have like my office set up. My parents were here this weekend and my dad was making fun of me. So um yeah, so so what's going on? Oh, not much, man. I um somehow spent the whole day nervous about this, like despite already knowing it's not going to go our way sure i was at work all day i was taking an online training class uh distracted because uh it just feels like things are gonna are gonna go bad and the thing is i'm not confident even if we keep the 10 pick that we do anything good see and that's the kind of that's where even even grumpy me tends to stop people because i'm just like this is this is supposed to be fun it's supposed to be fun in some regards and i i like the what the the 10th pick sort of signifies uh in that it will allow us some optionality now and when it's still a pick it has value like the moment you make the pick it's what is it? It's like the it's the the driving the car off the lot thing. Your car immediately loses value. Yeah. But I just can't help myself in the sense of I, I'm really thrilled at at the opportunity to go get a guy. You know, we back in 2020, so it's been a couple of years. Uh, I mean, I guess the Mavericks did did select Hardy last year um, once they traded out. But you know, 2020, we wrote a billion things. And we were really excited about the draft possibilities. I mean, in hindsight, we now know that the 2020 draft was just such a functioning disaster where, you know, Josh Green, as much as I sort of maligned the pick, would probably be like a top 12 to 15 guy in that draft overall. So it's it sort of is what it is. But with this one, it, you know, with the with the folks who are covering the draft, which ironically enough is not any of the four of us relative to the rest <laughs> of our staff um there's there's some real it seems like there's there's some real dudes at this point you know uh ronald in the chat you know mentions hendrix who is josh's um that's the guy josh wants and we just like the joke is he's just not going to be there he's going to get drafted at nine or higher i mean we've talked to our friends that cover this you know not only just the people on our site that cover this you know jordan and ian and and logan and and you know matthew that that pump out these draft profiles, but we've talked to other people that do follow draft things. And he initially, you know, the mocks were like around 10. So you get excited, but they haven't even done the combine yet. Like he hasn't even worked out with teams. Like the mock is basically useless right now. Cause there's going to be so mm -hmm. much moving and shaking when these guys actually get in front of teams to work out and do interviews and everything we've heard, I've heard. And I know Kirk, you've heard the same from the people we know that are plugged in the draft is that as soon as Hendricks gets in a gym, for these teams he's gonna he's gonna rock it up uh, i think so words i think so because it, it's <clears throat> difficult because they're the guy from um houston uh that we we posted about today mm -hmm. he uh what is it it's a Jer is it jaris walker yeah. yeah jaris walker is seen in like that area as well and there's just no way there's no way he's sitting there okay i'm gonna bring up xavier who drove to find wi-fi like, like this is what we call a team player he is wearing a New York hat tonight, but that, that's a Yankees hat, not a, a Knicks hat. Xavier, how are you tonight, buddy? Greetings, greetings. Yes, I'm currently on my way to find McDonald's Wi-Fi because there's an internet outage in my subdivision. My HOA will get a sternly worded email about this. Well, so so now that you're here, you so so for anybody just some background, 
all of us have day jobs, night jobs. We, some of us care, like we all care a ton, but we sort of like waffle in and out of, of Mavs Moneyball sometimes. And Xavier has a wonderful knack of parachuting in with just a, like a absolute firebomb of a take. And he did this about 15 minutes ago to the Mavs Moneyball Slack regarding whether or not the Mavericks should or could or would be interested in DeAndre Ayton, of which I want to say McMahon said the Mavericks have been interested in a while, but it's like, do they have the juice for it? So so why don't you you share with us this take while we uh, have this impending sense of doom about the draft lottery? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Real quick, Kirk, did you say you said you needed someone to monitor a TV? Uh we're seven minutes and 50 seconds away from the beginning of the lottery reveal. Okay. Well, you know, I've done plenty of things in seven minutes and 15 seconds, sometimes much less than that. So I will, I, I will be ready. All of us will be. So, Sorry, so Xavier, go ahead. Thank you though, Clint. That's good to know. So I think my point is more so about how fans are currently valuing the 10th pick. My hate and disdain for DeAndre Ayton is well documented. <laughs> I think he's soft. I think his, unwillingness to buy into being a star level role player is what's holding back the Suns. But that notion that the Mavs would be foolish to trade the 10th pick for him, I think we're overvaluing the 10th pick, right? The chances of us landing even a DeAndre Ayton level player, which again, he's not a star by any means, but even landing a rotation quality players, maybe 15 to 20%. 
I know that DeAndre Ayton's ceiling isn't that high. He's not a cornerstone. He's not someone that you build around, especially with that contract. But if you're going to be re-signing Kyrie, you're essentially punting on cap space. So at that point, the contract. <coughs> okay. Oh, my wide God. Wide dive. That's fine. <laughs> I, I know where he's going. At that point, the the, the, the contract is sort of um, a bit of a, of, of what do you want to call it, like an albatross to a degree. Um, all right, we'll bring X back when when he comes back, but that's that's okay. He's he's hustling for the for the team here. Um, and then Clint's internet just died as well. Um, <laughs> can, I, no. can I just say no, that? Can I just jump in and say that all this talk of of Aiton, it just scares me because not not only am I on board with uh, Xavier saying that I don't like him as a player, uh, I wouldn't trade the tenth pick for him. I wouldn't trade for him at all. I think at some point. Uh, we have to look at what kind of drain he would be to the culture, to the locker room. Phoenix uh, is where they are right now, largely because he has underwhelmed. Mm. It, he's, he should for, forever not be a maverick. And yet I feel all this talk uh, and how the, if the, if the talk about the reporting about the uh, front office being in love with him is, uh, or enamored of him at the very least is true. Maybe we're on a collision course with that kind of wackiness. I hope not. All right, Xavier, finish your point. You closed out when you were talking about the contract and then God kicked you offline. So what um, – <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> and it did it again. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. It's connected to the McDonald's Wi-Fi. We can hear you. <laughs> we can hear you, though. Go ahead. Okay, there we go. All right, God bless free internet. So essentially, look, when you're looking at the 10th pick, the best use of it – you're not trading that straight up for a superstar player, right? Not even really a star player. The best you can probably hope to do with the 10th pick is trade for a vet that's on a bloated contract where whatever team he's on probably is going nowhere fast and they're probably looking to just shed some, um, you know, some money and gain some cap flexibility. And I think if you do that, that's probably a win. Because, again, and remember, it's more about Luka, right? The Luka situation is extremely uh-oh, we lost him again. It's tough. It's tough. Because he's, he's living in what year two, year three? We right. don't have a we don't have a two to three year runaway to allow the tenth pick to develop. And even if he does, if he's the sixth best player on your team, what does that do for your sales? Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, because you touched on something related to Luca, and we've not CBA Mavs lives literally across the planet. So he's not often able when he does hop in, understand everybody, he's doing like Mavs work at the expense of his sleep in a way that's very different than the rest of us. Um, because he one of the things that I'm very curious about with this this new CBA is it really seems like the extensions for the supermax type stuff, like what Jason Tatum and um uh Jalen Brown are eligible for. Did you see those figures? Like they're north of $300 million. At a certain point, these guys become quite literally untradeable because you can't match, like there's no way to match the salary. So are we sort of being too pissy and like too worried about Luca, you know, demanding stuff or maybe leaving because it simply would be crazy for him to leave money like that on the table. Am I, am I, am I making any sense with that question? I think it helps. I think it helps the odds of him staying. Yeah, that's sort of what I mean, where it's just like he can get as mad as he wants. Is he going to leave like $350 million or, you know, like 120 of it to go someplace else and sign a different contract? So it's it's not that I'm saying we shouldn't care what Luca thinks, but I, 
I've sort of backpedaled off my my gloom and doom stance of like if the Mavs mess this up, then we're going to lose Luca because I'm just wondering if it's be financially insane for him to to leave the to leave the draft. Ronald asks if we got the tenth pick. Well, Ronald, the the draft ha- or the lottery hasn't started quite yet. Two minutes, um, fifty seconds away. Okay, so Clint, since so you're watching this thing live, I think you and, and granted, my TV's over the i want you to do some announcing for us as it comes up because you are easy like your your angry upset face might rival mine okay. um and i think it would i think it would be worth it and we'll see if we can get any other uh mavs moneyball uh, uh slackers in here well, so well, can i ask a question uh is it possible that luca wants eight because was it stein that reported luca and our buddies and i know they share an agent i don't know uh, I think that there's a friendliness there as it, which is one of the few sort of like, I think a lot of these NBA players have like a high level of respect for Luca, but because he goes overseas, it's not like they hang outside of all-star weekend. Um, I think Luca and he probably have a little bit better of a relationship because of the rookie things. So it wouldn't shock me if he would be interested in it because like, look, Aiton is a lot of things. One of them is a physical specimen and we have seen him that when he plays very well, it's very tantalizing. He's one of the few bigs and I'd be curious if you disagree with me here, Xavier. He is one of the few bigs that has the ability to guard on the perimeter effectively because he has nice lateral movement. His problem is that he just doesn't seem to like basketball that much. And and I think we're underrating how much he hates the situation in Phoenix, right? Mm-hmm. I think that he accepted the contract because he was looking to maximize the money, but I think he hates the coaching staff. I don't think that he believes the previous coaching staff believed in him. And mm-hmm. he sees, and it's also a lack of self-awareness. He sees himself as a superstar player, but he doesn't have superstar abilities, right? You, you're not going to run your offense through DeAndre Ayton. You're just not. And that's what he wants, right? There's like the Rudy Gobert syndrome. Like, he wants touches that really he's not good enough. He's not. He hasn't been good enough to earn consistently. And sure. especially when you have someone like Devin Booker and someone like KD. I mean, for the defense, if you give DeAndre Ayton a touch as opposed to Booker and KD, that's a win for the defense, right? So sure. why would the coaching staff draw up a play for you? No, you need to go do the dirty work, box out, get offensive rebounds, get putbacks, get to the line. And he just thinks he's better than that, right? Similar to Anthony Davis. There's a reason Anthony Davis has never really bought into being a center. He doesn't want to do the dirty work because he sees himself as better than that. And I think that's that's DeAndre Ian's problem. But physically, if he's bought in, if he has a point guard that can get him the ball um, on pick and rolls and in transition, I do think that he can average 20 and 10 quite easily and make a difference. But, you know, it's it's tough. Yeah, I think we're we're marching for the countdown. Clint, what do you got for us? Yeah, they're introducing the representatives of the team. Uh, we saw Nico a minute ago sitting with just endless charisma as usual. Just the charisma of a of a sock drawer. Just I don't pretty that guy. I don't understand it. it. It's he's got something because he clearly was friends with all these guys, but I feel like I'm missing something on occasion. Um, man. So who are the other representatives? Who do we got so far? We just saw Brandon Roy. Oh. Yeah. Uh Ben Wallace is there on behalf of the Pistons. He appears to be 70 years old now, white beard, white hair. Still uh, scary as shit. Yeah, I would not want to mess with him. I would uh, I would rather fight Nico than him. <laughs> ben Wallace could probably start for the Mavs. <laughs> sure. Let's do that. Okay, we're getting started here. This is not remotely petrifying. Yeah. So and I think 
the way they do this, because uh, I, you know, they do they do them in chunks so they can do commercial breaks. Because yeah. the whole point of this is to they do fourteen advertising. So yeah, so we'll 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 know at least with the Mavs. I think before the first, we'll at least uh, know if someone break. jumped us right away. I think. Right. Did anyone do anything particularly? Um, what do you want to call it? Uh, superstitious today, Kirk? Do you want these in real time? Oh yeah, let's go. Sorry. No, it's okay. They're just Mark Tatum is on TV and he's he's talking. The Pelicans are at 14, so they did oh. not jump. That's chalk so far. At 13, the Toronto Raptors, so they did not jump. Still chalk. All right. Now here's where things get dicey for the Mavericks because they can bolt. <laughs> at 12, the Oklahoma City Thunder, so they did not jump. Okay. Here it is. Here it is. Moment of truth right here. He's opening the envelope. At number 11, the Orlando Magic from the Whoa! The so Mavericks. Not jump. Mavericks keep the pick at the very least. Here number we go. 10 pick belongs to the Dallas Mavericks. Okay. There we go. Okay. All right. Nico, Nico is back on TV looking, looking stunned. I mean, yeah. But, yeah they but kept the you... pick that they avoided the doomsday scenario. I mean, that's the, the doomsday scenario is there. Um, Nine is the Jazz. I don't know if you want me to keep going now. Let's we... no. Let's keep going through this because that that's kind of the rest. And then what we'll do is take probably a, a short break. Um, and Number eight, we... the Washington Wizards. All right, so that is still chalk. Number there seven, the Pacers. That's fast. Oh man, I I, I remember. I just feel like previous drafts have had guys jump at this point. Well, normally it seems like they take a break after each pick. They make it last even longer. Number six, the Orlando Magic. They'll take a break before four. Yes, they will. Yeah. That's right. Yep. And number five, the Detroit Pistons. Awesome. Wow. So they fell from one to five. Wow. Mm-hmm. Ben Wallace is vibing, though. He looks okay with it. He's dancing. (laughs) So I think that means Portland jumped up? Portland jumped up at least one spot. Well, that's good. Dame Dame deserves it. He's so loyal. So loyal. And if they didn't tank for repeated years, you know. Yeah, they're they're at, what, are they number three or four in Bill Simmons' karma rankings? Yeah, that was was pretty hilarious. Okay, uh, Kirk, going to a commercial now, but they're showing Magic Johnson on the bumper for ESPN, just so you (laughs) I haven't seen Magic on TV in years. Have not seen him on TV. Yeah, Matthew in the chat with the F Portland. Oh, no, that's Brian. Multiple people with the F Portland. That's fantastic. We're all, uh, (laughs) it's, you know, but the ability to complain to media and talk about how loyal loyal you are is apparently good for something. Um, So have we traded the pick for Aiton yet? (laughs) Well, now that's what we got to talk about. Because, I mean, they're, I mean... They're trading the pick. I mean, there's no, like, uh, regardless of how any of us feel, I think we all know that they're probably trading the pick. I mean, yeah, I, I just, I, I don't see a scenario where they won't. And I mean, I hate it. And I know uh, X laid out some pretty good reasons. And I actually agree with a lot of them, like, in terms of the value of 10. Like, I don't think, like, Aiden is probably the best they could get. Like, I mean, who else are you going to get? Like, you're not going to get. Miles, you're not going to get uh, Mikhail Bridges. You're not going to get, um, you know, OG and an OB, unless you know you're. It's part of like a huge package, right. like, unless you're adding a lot, lot more to it. 
So I get Aiden is probably the top of the pick. I would just rather keep it and roll, you know, like I don't, I know there's development and you worry about the two years, but like I'm tired of watching this team with undrafted players and second round picks and all these guys playing 35 minutes a game. I want young guys. I want talent. I want something to build on. And, uh, you know, I either you, you look at all these contenders and it's like, how do they become a contender and how do they stay a contender? And it's cheap rookie deals usually contribute to that. And yeah, like we're already seeing, you know, and, and they've got some chips to like, if they want to do a trade, you know, you've got like, I love Jaden Hardy, but are you going to commit to to all three of those guys for for the future? Like Jaden Hardy is technically a a luxury right now because they've got two of the best ball handlers in the league. So, you know, Josh Green still has some juice, you know, do you want to trade him or keep it? Like, I would just rather take 10 because I just want the talent. I want young, cheap talent and I want them to do something they don't do ever they don't they need to start building like a small market team they don't and, that, and the big market awesome. teams yeah they just get rid of these picks like it's nothing like i'm just tired of it i just want them to take take a player develop them like if you can't you know if you take a pick here and you can't make other moves around this in the next two to three years to to be, make yourself a contender i don't think trading Aiton is going to get you that much any any closer uh, because like you still have to make other moves so uh, but do you I don't think, know. I just Josh, that Luca like will be here for that long, though, right? And I think that's the uh, well, big, that's the great cloud that's the, hanging over us. Is, the, is yeah, will he be here? But but the thing is that I think that conversation's kind of like they fucked up already. Like like well, if they sense. if they wanted to keep if they wanted to make sure Luca was guaranteed to be here, they would have made a lot. They would they should have done a lot of different things in the last three to four years. So like at this point, I'd rather them just take a talented player and which is supposed to, I mean, you know, people say this every other year, but it's supposed to be a really deep draft. Um, you know, I would rather take a chance in this draft than, than Aiton, who we've already seen who's played more years in the NBA than he's played in college or, you know, high school. So like we kind of, we're starting to get kind of what he is, even though he's still pretty young. And I understand he would probably be great in the regular season. Luca would make him look awesome. I have no doubt about that, but I just, I just want them to build something that feels sustainable and not trying to take these cheap shortcuts. And I understand they might feel like they have to because Luca's out the door, but I kind of feel like that wheel's already turned and there's not much stopping it. We sort of talked about this the last two years. By trying to avoid the bird rights trap, we are in the fucking bird rights trap where we're paying all these people. Like we have one of the worst cap sheets in the league for the luxury tax that we pay. And that's that's on its face is why getting somebody like Aiton is kind of terrifying because No, we lost our leader. Kurt, go to McDonald's. I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> Sorry, I briefly lost internet. There you go. Right, so, go McDonald's. Can, can I jump in real quick, guys? Um, would you call Detroit up and offer the tenth pick in Javale for Duran? I mean, I would they, offer. They they hang most, up on, on us. Yeah, nobody they, wants they Javale. Orders to the local authorities. I'm not talking about. I'm talking about Javale being salary filler. Like, how much value oh, would sure. you have to add to ten? Would have had 10 and Hardy or 10 and Green to get to Duran, but I would rather have Duran than Aiden. Yeah, well, I think I think that scenario just flew out the door because you're hoping Detroit gets Victor, which makes their big No, they've got Wiseman that they seem to have committed to, and, and Stewart too, that they really want to go into next year with three Are centers. we back on the draft yet, Clint? We're back with the number four pick. Who are we rooting for to get Victor? I don't know. No number one. Four. Um, let's say not Houston and not San Antonio because yeah. I do not want him in the Mavericks division. Well, number four is the Houston Rockets. Number three, the Portland Trailblazers. Okay. 
So I'm rooting he's Charlotte. Sh- I want Charlotte. I'm Charlotte. Yeah, Charlotte. Yeah, Charlotte. Yeah. Let him go there and, and uh, be squandered. Number two, the Charlotte Hornets. Oh, my God. Uh, Spurs. And with the number one pick in the 2023 NBA draft, the San Antonio Spurs select Taylor Hendricks. He moved up in the draft. <laughs> so, so let's get this straight, fellas. So starting in 2018, we had uh, Luka Doncic come to the Dallas Mavericks. In 2019, we had Zion Williamson go to the Pelicans. John Morant go to the Memphis. Jaron Jackson goes to Memphis too. (laughs) I mean, it's just, yeah, Jackson going to Memphis. It's like now we have, it's like, could this is why the East is a perpetual tire fire. This is amazing. This is amazing. Kirk, and don't forget that what potentially cost us Zion was Dirk's last oh, no. regular season game when we were where we won that game in honor of Dirk, and then we ended up in a coin flip, which we lost, and then that pick then turned. Well, there was Boston. also the Memphis game where Devin Harris went bananas along with uh, who was it? Measury. Measury, solemn measury. Okay, so here's here's what we're gonna do, team. We got 226 people in here. Thank you so much for hanging out. We're right at about a half hour. We're gonna take a short break. I want you to. Be- our youtube channel here please hit the subscribe button please look for the next live show which is going to be in about 15 minutes any of these guys who want to come back are welcome to come back and talk i'm probably going to host and let some of these other uh so let some of our normal commenters come up uh that are in the chat angry or happy or whatever we want we can talk possibilities we do have the 10th pick and here's and and, you know as, as a content creator i'm happy that we have that simply because if we didn't i would have nothing to talk about until summer league which is in july Oh, Six we- weeks is a long time to hit bullshit post counts. Nobody uh, from SB Nation is listening. Um, God. Okay. Do you guys have any closing thoughts before we take a, a quick break? I just want to say that uh, they're showing uh, Victor is in Paris right now being interviewed by Brian Windhorst. Sure. Uh, Windhorst is about 10 times wider than Victor, and it's funny looking. Well, there we go. All right, guys, this has been Kirk Henderson and a significant portion of the Mavs Moneyball team. Thank you for joining Pod Pod Mavericks live draft show. We will be back shortly. Everybody have a good night, and I hope you come back. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.